Thank you for joining us. It's our mission to restore hope and make a positive difference in your life today. Remember to hit subscribe so you can be the first to know when we release new content. Let's go now to today's message. I wanted to read just a few more scriptures from this, this chapter. Um, if you would, if you can stay with me in your, in your Bible, um, I believe it may be on the screen this morning. Uh, I want to read three again. And they commanded the people saying, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord, your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it. So there's a presence and there's a priest. What does that mean? There has to be a vehicle, but there also has to be an operator. So how does the Holy Spirit get to his people? It gets to his people, turn to your neighbor and say, through you. Bearing it, then you shall set out from your place, leave your place to get to his presence. Look at verse 11. Behold, the ark, somebody say the presence of God, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth is crossing over before you into the Jordan. Where is it crossing over? Now, therefore, take yourselves 12 men from the tribes of Israel, one man from every tribe. I'm not going to go and get in deep to this passage of scripture, but they take stones and I've preached this message before. They take stones and they're building something to remember God's power from. They're building a testimony. Now look at verse 15. And as those who bore the ark came to the Jordan, and the feet of the priests who bore the ark dipped in the edge of the water, for the Jordan overflows all its banks during the whole time of harvest. (laughs) That's all good all by itself. Heavenly Father, I ask you one more time to touch this word. Speak to your people in Jesus' name. Most of us know that the Ark of the Covenant, if we have been in church at all, we understand what it means. We know that it was a box that God designed in order to carry his presence. This box contained the glory of God. This was the presence. And there were priests that was ordered by God to carry the presence. This was, if you will, in the Old Testament, equivalent to Emmanuel, God with us. That's what the box represented. And it was designed a certain way because it was from a different place. There were dimensions to the box. It could only be contained in this box for this moment. But how many knows that there was... a a transition that what was in the box got out and 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 the old testament tells us that emmanuel was with his people as the priest was diligent to carry the presence they had to be committed to it and we see here that he was taking uh the steps the priest was taking the steps but what this meant was as they followed the priest it meant that whoever was carrying the presence, it meant that God was taking the first steps. That He was leading the way and we were following His way. So the presence went before the people. 
And the presence was what they were in pursuit of. The people were in pursuit of the presence. Say that with me. The people were in pursuit of the presence. If you pursue presence, you will be blown away by the results of your obedience. It is the presence of God that only does a thing. And, and, and my Lord, we could stay right here and preach the whole sermon. Uh, but verse 11 talks about that the ark of God went before them. And it went before them into Jordan. How many knows what Jordan is? Uh, how many's ever been to the Holy Lands? Anybody ever been there? You've seen the Jordan? It's muddy waters. It's, uh, it, it, it really uh, is, is a different picture probably than what a lot of us put in our mind. But the Jordan was called the descender. It was actually a river of judgment is what, what it was called. And the Jordan meaning descender had to, uh, had to, had to obey. Uh, there was the, actually the river is also called the old man. I, I, I look this stuff up. I like, I like research. And, but it was called the old man. I want you to think about the picture of the old man going under. Because one personality has to die in order for the other to live. And so the, 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 when Jesus went under, he came up. And when he did, heaven came down. When you go into Jordan, when you surrender your flesh, crucify your flesh, you're surrendering to Jordan in order to receive from heaven. How many knows you have to walk death before you can receive life? Mm. The Dead Sea is where the Jordan ran down into. It was running down into the descender into dead seas. You know why that the church remains dry and dead? Because we are caught up in Jordan. Caught up in judgment. Mm. Caught up in death. There's a time to walk through it, but don't stay in it. Turn your neighbor and say, I'm crossing over. The Bible says that, that, that something happened that Jordan, meaning the descender, had to surrender. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and rhyme it all. To the defender called Yahweh. What am I trying to say to you? That the river, Judgment River, had to retire from its place and it began to tremble as the presence of the Lord went before them to declare to the waters, I am Yahweh, get out of my way. And the earth has to obey the possessor, the master of the earth. It doesn't matter what is in front of the possessor and the master. When the master steps into a thing, the earth has to obey the creator of the earth. So the power had to, uh, as it was released, the powers of creation had to surrender to the powers of heaven. Why? Because heaven goes beyond the nature of this realm in order to release something from his realm. 
Come on, somebody. The, 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 the nature around you has to bow before the Creator God. And when Creator God says a thing, and when Creator God moves a thing, then, then everything has to acknowledge who just stepped onto the scenes. God didn't just merely slow down the waters, Jordan. We've been to Jordan, but I want you to understand what it was. It was in a season where during this time, it was not a drought, but rather it was waters that were unstoppable. It was flooding waters. It was high waters. It was during the time of harvest. It was uh, uh, the, the spring was melting. The rain was falling into place. And the Bible says that they crossed on the 10th day of the first month according to chapter 4 verse 19 which corresponds with the season that we are in right now March and April the same and and this was the uh, the, the 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 Nissan season the uh, the the season of flowers come on somebody the season of growth the, the season of miracles for me and we see here, this is just, I'm spiritually talking. If, if I lose you, I'm sorry. I, I, I get a little, get in the stream. And I, I, I want everybody to receive this this morning. But it's, what I'm trying to say is that in the midst of overflow, in the midst of abundance, in the midst of growth, in the season of Nissan also means miracles. In the season of miracles, we can see that there was something, uh, a barrier, a limitation uh, uh, in front of them. And, and, and this also represents, ladies and gentlemen, the day of the scripture. It coincides with the day the Passover lamb was selected that Pastor Amanda just preached about. It's Exodus 12 and, and verse 3, if you would like to write that down and research it. It foreshadows the Passover. And it foreshadows the, what God did. And he delivered a people. And, and, and then we see the stones being built to remind, to remind, there's that reminder word again, that, that God is powerful. He's a God of miracles. Still today. I said he still works miracles. And, and the power... Is in the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Joshua 3.17 tells us that the priest who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord stood on dry ground in the midst of the Jordan. Now, the growth season, the flower season's blooming, but maybe you feel like there is a Jordan, a personal Jordan, blocking your promise. I don't know what your personal Jordan is, but I guarantee you, you got one. Because in the midst of harvest, in the midst of God doing something, the enemy will always try to stop the flow of what God is doing. And so Jordan is in front of them, and, and all of Israel crossed over. Why? Because the presence went in. When the presence went in, the waters had to stop. When the presence went in, everything began to change. And, and, and they took a step and to get over Jordan. Uh, there's some stuff that God wants you to get over this morning. <laughs> the children of Israel are standing, I want you to understand, in familiar territory. God will take you into familiar territory of generational things because what they couldn't conquer, you're about to defeat. 
And, and they're, here they are, 40 years prior, their parents stood in this very same place. We're in the brink of a breakthrough. They were on the verge of the promise of God. And, and they, were, they were right in the edge moments of miracles, but yet on the verge of breakthrough, but yet they had a nervous breakdown. Why? Because they had a faith failure. How many knows right on the edge of your miracle is where uh, your faith can fail? You've been right there and you almost, you could almost feel the promise. You could, you could see it even with your natural eyes, but you allowed doubt to creep in. You allowed fear to get into your spirit and get into your heart. You allowed the words of man uh, to supersede the word of God. And we see here that, that they're in this place and, and God had done so many things for the past generation. God became uh, just everything over the circumstance. It, through doubt and through fear and through frustrations. How many knows God can work through your frustrations? He can work through your fear. He'll give you time to get into faith. <laughs> He'll give you time to get your spirit aligned to what He wants to do. He'll, He'll give you time and time and time again. We see that God chose His people, that He fed His people with manna, that He gave them a cloud by day of His glory, a fire by night of His glory. He parted the Red Sea for these people and gave them a way of escape from their enemies that was behind them. He sustained them for 40 years in the wilderness. He told them that, 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 that there would be no lack in me. If you'll just hold on to me, if you'll wait on me, then I will sustain thee. I will lead thee. I will guide thee. I will work for you, I will work on your behalf. And church, I believe one of the greatest tragedies is to never discover destiny or fulfill God's given dream in our life because we allow faith to bring failure to our future. We allowed fear to bring failure to our future. Fear. Fear is the manipulator. Fear is the Jordan. Fear is the block. Fear is the wall. Fear is the giants in front of you. See, we get so focused on the giants because they look the baddest. But I'm here to tell you, there's also some blessings that are big, just as big. But you got to shift your eyes in order to get to the prize. Come on, somebody. you got to shift your eyes from the giants and understand that there's grapes and endless provision. All you have to do is shift your eyes. Turn your neighbor and tell them, get, get focused, get focused. And you have to be, I said this a few years ago, it was running in my spirit, I feel it again this morning. you got to get too focused to be frustrated. God is increasing, uh, and, and when He increases, there's things that try to, to bind you, but we have to be like, uh, even in our personal Jordans, we have to understand that, that maybe life seems st uh, stalled at the moment. Maybe you seem stuck, or maybe you seem like you're on the wrong side of God's promises that's been prophesied over your life, but I declare that there's some people in here that's going to make it into your abundant living, that you're not going to get caught up in what last generation got caught up in that you're not just going to get stuck in the wilderness but God is about to turn your no way into a highway ah come on somebody I could preach but I got to get into this thing let me let me try to get there somebody say help your pastor get there we got to be like Caleb that looks at the mountain at 85 
Come on. Where you've come a mighty long way in God. But you, you're, you're still, how many knows that you get past one Jordan in order to face another one? And we have to be like Caleb even at an old age that would say, give me my mountain. Give me my promise. Give me my blessing. I, I declare that the mountain is yours in the name of Jesus. Come on. Uh, See, so you have to refuse to settle. That's, I'm just waiting on you to, to refuse. That's all I'm doing. You got to refuse to be silent. Come on. You got you to gotta refuse not to respond to the Word of God. You got to refuse to allow Jordan to stop you and get in the way of of your promise and to get in the way of your breakthrough and get in the way of your miracle and get in the way of whatever it is that you have God, uh, uh, you need God to move on. You have to refuse to allow the enemy to win in your life. God's chosen people refuses to to lose. Are you hearing me right now? God's chosen people understands that they are a winner because they're a fighter. Are you hearing me right now? God's chosen people, a royal priesthood, knows that when they walk in, they're blessed. Come on. That when they go out, they're blessed. I'm looking for somebody to praise God even in the face of your problem because the truth is if you can put a praise in the midst of your problem, then then y'all Always going to show up. Why? Because he inhabits your praise. When you praise God, you put his presence in front of you. And, and we see here that mountains have to move and walls will crumble, crumble. And God is increasing boundaries when you begin to praise Him. When you put the presence in front of you. When it's a personal one-on-one relationship at home. When it's a personal one-on-one relationship. When nobody else is around you. Instead of turning on the tube, you turn on the Word. You know what I'm saying? Instead of turning on the tube and the worries of this world, you turn on some worship. Because if I can get his presence in front of me I know that I can get my blessing I know that I can get my breakthrough I know that I'll receive my miracle I know that my family will come back together if I can if I can get to his presence somebody just say he's increasing my boundaries He's increasing. Turn to your neighbor and say, your influence is increasing right now. I want you to exhort to somebody. Encourage them. Boundaries are increasing. Influences are increasing. You see, the problem is, is we've stopped talking like the kingdom. We're talking like the world. And so we're going to receive what the world has to receive, which is death, despair, darkness, gloom. But I'm here to tell you, if you'll start talking like the kingdom, you'll live in the abundance that God has for you. You're not coming from a place of dimensions of lack and failure and defeat, but you're coming from a place of kingdom, healing, deliverance, miracles, signs, wonders will follow somebody who carries the kingdom. Come on, somebody. And religion will restrict this kind of talk. It has for too long. And, 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 and it's amazing that even priests who have carried this kind of potential and they had the right heart, they chose to listen to religious folk and get stuck with religious folk and people who infiltrate into God's people. It happened. 
It happened in the last generation that they saw God perform miracles and they say, we're going to go with this group. And they would begin to murmur and complain because they didn't understand the process. I want you to understand that sometimes God's got to take you through a process in order to get you ready for the promise. Come on, somebody. And these that came in just because they saw the miracle and they just thought they would get in and get high and mighty and catch something rather than be diligent and discipled. I'm here to tell you, you'll never work. It'll never work if you're only in, in line with the miracle. you got to be in line with the man. And if you're in line with him, then miracle signs and wonders will follow you all the days of your life. You'll never be satisfied until you follow the one. The presence of God. Shoo. The rabbles got in. These ain't in my notes. I just feel the spirit moving. The rabbles got in. Ah, well, where's that God that parted the Red Sea? Where's that God that did this? Where's that God that did that? Where's the God who healed that lady last week? How come he wasn't here Wednesday night? And how come I didn't receive my healing? Because faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You got to hear the word in order for the word to be demonstrated. No, I, I, I'm telling you, some of, most of our Jordan is the distraction. Come on, somebody. Most of Jordan is the distraction. You say, what are you talking about? How many's holding your iPhone right now? How many's looking on Facebook? How many's looking on Twitter? You need to stop blaming the devil and look yourself in the mirror and say, I got to get rid of this distraction so that I can move into my destiny. Who's got you, iPhone or I am? What was Satan's fall? I. Me, myself, and I. We got songs about it. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about I. I want to talk about whatever it is. That's an old one, I know. I'm showing my age. I don't know all this new stuff. But I can tell you, what started there has been trying to infiltrate generation after generation. We got to stop blaming the devil for the Jordan. The bitter waters. The bitter waters of Mara. And understand that we allowed it in. Why? Because we're selfish. Turn to your neighbor and say, but I'm not quitting. Come on. Turn to somebody behind you and tell them, you're not a quitter, you're a fighter. My God in heaven, I, I feel that this morning. Everybody just stand to your feet right now, just for a second win. You know what I'm saying? Turn to your neighbor and tell them you're not a quitter. You're a fighter. Turn to somebody you never look at. Turn to somebody that you don't like as much and tell them you're not a quitter. 
Come on, somebody. You're a fighter. You're a fighter. You should have been knocked down a long time ago. You should have left this service a long time ago. But you said, I'm going to stay in the fight because I'm not a quitter. And I'm going to get mine. And I'm going to get my breakthrough. And I'm going to get here till I... Man, come on. Somebody turn to somebody else that you haven't talked to all service and tell them you're not a quitter. You're a fighter. You may have been knocked down. You may have been but broke, busted, and disgusted, but you still got a breath on the inside of you. And God said, if I give you a breath, you still got a praise. And if you still got a praise, you still have potential of his presence. I'm looking for somebody that would know that if I got knocked down, I have help in my corner. And all I got to do is call on his name and he answers me and he shows up and he brings me through and he gives me victory and he gives me peace and he gives me joy take 30 seconds and give God crazy praise Am I done? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Am I done? Come on, somebody. That's what you need to be saying. Am I done? No, because I'd rather push. I'd rather push lunch aside in order to get to my Lord. Am I done? I'd rather get in His presence than be in my little pity party when I get out of the parking lot. Am I done? No, I want Jesus. I want His presence to go before me. I want His goodness and mercy to follow me all the days of my life. Just worship for a few moments right now. Just in your own way. Lift your hands toward heaven. You should be done. You should be over. But God just showed up and brought you to his house. Led you to his house. You followed the Holy Spirit here. It may have took everything within you to get here, but you showed up and God's showing out because you made the determination nothing's going to keep me from getting into his house. Nothing's going to keep me from getting up, scooting up to his table because I know where the table's laid. There is everything that I need, everything that I desire, everything that I want is at the table of the Lord. Come on, just lift your hands right now. He's here. Just begin to receive from the table. Just begin to receive. Yeah, Baba. Come on, the process was for the promise. There had to be a fight. There's no victory without it. Come on. You have to understand why you're fighting. You're fighting for not just your future, but your children's future. There's no testimony without the test and the trials that you went through 2020. But now you can see clearly that there's, there's not just the, the cross, but there's a crown that I'll receive one day that I lay before his feet. I'm just practicing here. Come on, I feel the presence of God so strong. God, thank you for showing up. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for hunger. Thank you for thirst. 
Come on. Come on in, priesthood. Come on in, hunger. Come on in, thirst. See, if you're a priesthood, you understand that there's something moving in you. You understand that there's something shifting and turning. You understand that there's a birthing about to take place. We hope you enjoyed this word. If you would like to hear more messages like this one, please take a second and click the subscribe button. And for more information on our ministry, please visit us at rhctn.com.